Good morning, Duke. What's going, going on? on? Going on, buddy. Oh, you know, <clears throat> day after Memorial Day, June first, and we're—I don't know. Stuff is happening. Stuff is happening. What stuff's happening? The world, Everything's man. Quiet here. The world is going crazy. You know, um, I was in. I was in a grocery store the other day. You're right. And there's there's no more uh official mask mandate in in my state. Um it's it's on the businesses, right? It's at the point where businesses can ask you to wear a mask if you if they want you to, but otherwise um they can't, right? But I went into the grocery store and the amount of people still wearing masks was frightening. People are scared, man. It was me, one other lady I saw, and then two of the employees who weren't wearing masks. Everyone else, probably between the time I walked in and the time I walked out, at least 30 to 40 people were still wearing masks. I think because it wasn't, do you think it was because they're not vaccinated or because they just were scared they're just still going to catch I I have no idea. I have no idea. But uh it was just it was just scary how how people are so willing to listen to a perceived authority figure mm-hmm. even uh even when they don't really know for sure what the truth right. is, right? Which which kind of brings us into what we had talked about talking about today, the uh, well, the Milgram experiment. <laughs> oh, yes. Shock those motherfuckers. Shock. Would, would you uh, would you like to walk walk the listeners through that? Oh, no, I'm going to let you walk that walk them through that. I'm still waking up here. OK, <clears throat> you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you get you've got the storytelling storytelling mind i don't have that storytelling mind so we're gonna the details of the the milgram experiment for you to tell okay so i'll give i'll give a little background about it so the milgram experiment took place um around the same time that the nuremberg trials were happening and the nuremberg trials were trials to um against a bunch of the the Nazis from World War II trying to convict them of war crimes. And it just so happened that a lot of uh, these Nazis, their excuse or their explanation for why they did what they did was, well, I was just following orders, right? And so this experiment kind of sought to see, well, is that really the case? If there is an authority figure telling you to do something how many people actually go through with um the results is it a valid excuse and the experiment kind of proved that yeah it's kind of a valid excuse that there's a significant amount of people who when they when there's an authority figure there telling you what to do without question the whole thing was built around okay are they going to do this without question or are they going to ask and inquire as to the reasoning or or uh, what and why they're doing it and a lot of them just thought 
Yeah. Yeah. And I won't, I, I won't say it's that they, um, they didn't express some concern. There were some who said, Hey, I'd like to stop. And then they'd look at the, the person, you know, who was administering the experiment and they'd say, the experiment must continue. You know, <laughs> they would never say, no, you can't stop. They would never right. say, no, you can't. All they would say is the experiment must continue or we must proceed. Very no, open ended, like non, not exactly you nothing that would ever say you can't stop or you can't leave. And it was always um, told to the, you know, the person they were using for the experiment at the very beginning. No matter what the outcome is, no matter what your role is, your payment is secured. No matter what happens during the experiment, so they knew or they were told going in. No matter what happened, you were getting paid. Yeah. So it's not like money was the incentive or there was any outside factor influencing them other than an authority figure staying there saying, but so we'll get, we'll get into it. Right. So there's, it was kind of an experiment within an experiment because there were three roles. There was the experimenter, right. The person who was in charge of the session, making sure white coat, glasses, clipboard. Exactly. All nine yards, looked the part, dressed the part, spoke the part. And then there was the teacher, a volunteer for a single session. The teachers were led to believe that they were merely assisting, um, whereas they were actually the subjects of the experiment. Now, the third person is the learner, but he was an actor and a confederate of the experimenter, right? So he, he was in on the whole experiment and he pretended to be a volunteer. And so the premise is the, uh, the teacher is taken uh, – oh, where am I here? I'm, I'm looking it up to try and get some more, some more of the details so I don't leave anything out. Um, basically, when, when they came in, the teacher and the learner walked in together they showed up together to give the perception that they were both there for 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 roles but they didn't know what role they would have right so they drawn uh roles out of the hat but every piece of paper in the hat said teacher so it was on the learner right the the guy who was in on the experiment he'd always say oh i got learner ensuring that the other person was was the teacher right right um and so they, they were told, you know, here's here's what's going to happen. You're going to the teacher is going to sit in this room with me, the experimenter. We're going to ask the. Um, uh, the teacher is going to. Uh, read off a list of word pairs to the learner. Yep. And then the teacher would read the first word of each pair and read four possible answers. The learner would press a button to indicate his response. If the answer was incorrect, teacher would administer a shock to the learner. Uh, and the voltage would increase 15 volt increments for each wrong answer. If correct, the teacher would just read the next word pair, right? And the volts range from 15 volts to 450 volts. The shock generator included verbal markings that uh, vary from slight shock to danger, severe shock. 
Um, and <laughs> at the very beginning of the experiment, they actually gave the, the teacher a, a small shock so they knew what the, the, the learner would be experiencing, right? I think, wasn't it, if I remember correctly, wasn't it the, the teacher and the learner were separate and they couldn't see one another? Correct. Correct. So, so as you they could hear, they together, could hear somebody, and the learn what, what the learner was the actor, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So they could hear the learner, and the learner would would say ah or, or like scream or, or make some noise. Yep. That the they teacher were, could hear, but the teacher couldn't see the reaction. They were they were in two separate rooms, um, right next to each other, connected by by just a little audio audio from the the microphone thing, but they. Um, yeah, they couldn't couldn't see each other, and uh, the teacher was told that any time they desired to halt the experiment, the experimenter was instructed to give specific verbal prods. The prods were in this order: "Please go on," or "Please continue." This experiment requires that you continue. It is absolutely essential that you continue. You have no other choice. You must go on. In that in that order, right? So those four. Um, prod two. So the experiment requires that you continue. Could only be used if prod one was unsuccessful. If the subject, so it went on like that, right? If the subject still wished to stop after all four successive verbal prods, the experiment was halted. Otherwise, the experiment was halted after the subject had elicited the maximum four hundred and fifty volt shock three times in succession. Um. The experiment all that said prods to use if the teacher made specific comments. If the teacher asked whether the learner might suffer permanently physical harm, the experimenter replied, although the shocks may be painful, there's no permanent tissue damage, so please go on. The teacher said that the learner clearly wants to stop. The experimenter replied, whether the learner likes it or not, you must go on until he has learned all the word pairs correctly, so please go on. Uh, so... So I know there's been some some debate about this experiment, whether it's ethical or not, subjecting someone to to a bit of this psychological harm, making them think that they may have almost killed someone, uh, as as some of the people ended up thinking throughout it. But it was like 65 percent of the participants, the teachers administered the experiment's final massive 450 volt shock and all administered shocks of at least 300 volts. Subjects were uncomfortable doing so and displayed varying degrees of tension and stress. These signs included sweating, trembling, stuttering, biting their lips, groaning, and digging their fingernails into their skin. Some were even having nervous laughing fits or seizures. 14 of the 40 subjects, um, showed definite signs of nervous laughing or smiling. Every participant paused the experiment at least once to question it. Most continued after being assured by the experimenter. Some said they would uh, refund the money they were paid for participating. Um, yeah. know, man, that speaks leaps and bounds of, of I don't want to say stupidity, but lack of critical thinking. questionability maybe yeah 
Yeah, so Milgram summarized the experiment. Uh, the legal and philosophical aspects of obedience are of enormous importance, but they say very little about how most people behave in concrete situations. I set up an ex a simple experiment at Yale University to test how much pain an ordinary citizen would inflict on another person simply because he was ordered to by an experimental scientist. Uh, stark authority was pitted against the subjects, um, the participants' strongest moral imperatives against hurting others. And with subjects' um, ears ringing with the screams of the victims, right? The, the victims throughout this, the people who were acting, they started off, oh, ouch, ooh, ow, and slowly like started acting worse and worse until some of them, just stopped responding altogether. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure uh, Milgram told the experimenters, right? Hey, even if you have to tell the, the teacher, you know, even if they don't respond, that is considered a negative answer. Hit them with a shock again. Um, the extreme willingness of adults to go to almost any lengths on the command of an authority constitutes the chief finding of the study and the fact most urgently demanding explanation. Ordinarily, people simply doing their jobs and without any particular hostility on their part can become agents in a terrible destructive process. Moreover, even when the destructive effects of their work become uh, patently clear and they yep. are asked to carry out actions incompatible with fundamental standards of morality, relatively few people have the resources needed to resist authority. Now, when they say resources, what do you think the resources that they're talking about, like mental resources? Um, mental. Like the to question an order, question a, a, a authority figure. I think that would fall under definitely mental, but it'd be a combination of almost emotional, moral, and like intellectual, right? Are you intellectual yeah. enough to see, hey, this is clearly bad. What's going on? You know, yeah. your emotions. Are you going to kind of listen to them? Like, you know, this is wrong. Right. Does it, does it abide by your morals? Like <laughs> you agreed to do an experiment where you're clearly hurting someone like, and you're okay with that. Um, you know, even if, even, even if it's an experiment and the other person agreed and you agreed, like at some level you have to know this is wrong. Right, hundred percent. Which I think most of these people did, but I, I, I can't, I cannot say why. You know, those people just continued to to do that. I know, I know. We um, dealt with some stuff when. Not, not nearly like this right but you know small things um disagreements with authority in uh in our our time in, in the military right nothing nothing bad but stuff where we were like hey is there a better way or can we do it a little more right so it's not right. screwed up um well i think that's I, I do that all the fucking time man yeah I think our, our higher ups would get quite irritated sometimes. Like, uh, I don't think this is a great idea. How about we do it this way? Or why are we doing this again? What's the fucking point? <clears throat> yeah. And we never did it to be assholes or to like not do it. It was just more like, eh, this sounds a little sketch. 
Right. You're like, uh, I'll fucking do it, sir, but uh, this doesn't seem okay. Sure, are we sure this is the best alternative? There's nothing else we could do. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, no, but so reason we brought this, this Milgram experiment up, um, it, it is, it is eerily similar to what has been, been happening in society over the past like year. Um, seemingly happening, seemingly happening. Our uh, humble yeah, viewpoint. Obviously not, not the, not the same. No one's getting shocked, but it's, it's subtle subversion, right? Right. Wear your mask. If you don't wear your mask, well, you're a bad person. You're going to die. You're going to catch Corona. Yeah. Are you really a bad person if you don't wear your mask? Like you've seen the videos of people yelling at other people for not wearing them, accosting little children, etc. And most of the people yelling at them saying you're going to make us all sick are people who are overweight, unhealthy, like. Okay, we're we're going to compromise your health because of that. It had nothing to do with the past 20 years you've been filling your body with shit. And now it's going to take a nice turn to people who haven't been vaccinated. Right? Someone I I have no idea if this is true, but I I had read uh, a couple of things saying this from Walmart employees saying their cameras have facial tracking software and if you're not wearing your mask, they're they're uh they're facially tracking you in walmart uh isn't that illegal doesn't that fall under tracking of u.s citizens um by private party or technically they could do that because it's a security system i think technically they can do that because it's a security system but you're also not like a government entity like keeping information you're not directly tracking them right facial recognition software not compiling it or putting in a database yeah Although for technically security purposes, but yeah, I feel like there's a fight there. There's an argument there. I feel like there is too. Um, I don't know. I'm not really concerned about it. I'm trying to not, not go to uh, some of these big places anymore. Not, not that I'm afraid of being like facially recognized. I just don't support a lot of these big corporations and what they're trying to do to the country. Right. And that's Isn't coming, it... that's coming back to like the HIPAA laws too, that, that they're trying to implement. Um, okay. If you don't have your vaccine now, you can't work here or you can't even get hired if you don't have your vaccine. And we have to ask you if you have your vaccine and if you don't have it, then we're not going to hire you. Right. Like that, that seems a little sketchy. Like that's, they don't, I don't think that's right. Right. I know there's certain jobs, um, no, so not even for that, right? Because that's a bit more extreme. It's not like the flu, right? Like for for us, or even you know, cops and firemen, they got to get their flu shot every year. Um, I'm not sure if you're actually able to turn that down. I had read once. I thought a girl had in the military had fought to not get get the flu shot because they couldn't force her to there's got to be like mitigating circumstances or like a reason behind it i would imagine because anytime you go and and say okay i'm not doing this it's almost like the military is okay with it as long as you could provide just reason and cause for why like tell me why with a proper reason 
and we'll talk about it. But if you just say, no, I don't want to, cause I don't want to, it's like, okay, well you're going to. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you know, they give you consequences if you don't, Oh, you're in a red status. You're, you don't have, um, Yeah, I I don't even know. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a weird world we're we're moving into. It's funny how things come in chapters, decades. Each decade has its own uh own kind of uh overcomings that that generation has to get through. Yeah. Like everything's circular too, it seems. Fast fashion, war, outbreak, disease, social injustices. Like everything just comes around. Dude, it's the it's the the cycle, right? Um, hard times create good men. Good men create good times. Good times create uh, weak men. Weak men create hard times. And I use men as like humans, than men and women, right? People in general. Oh, thank thank you for that clarification, though, dude. Oh yeah. Well, really as our last that. podcast, yeah. we talked about you know pronouns. I got to make sure I don't leave any of you G's, Jim's, your its out. Yeah, but if they're listening to this, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, go fuck. You notice I said themselves, not its. That's very kind of you. Way <laughs> to uh, <laughs> way to take one for the proverbial team there. <laughs> Is that is that a is that a nano what do they call it nano aggression micro aggression calling us a team? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Someone looked that up. Yeah. Whoever looked That's it up, good. you can sponsor us. That's so, uh, Duke, are you wearing your your Whoopi Brothers um, smoking jacket? I am wearing my Whoopi Brothers apparel. Uh, Whoopi Brothers official smoking jacket. I am too. I got my Whoopi Brothers smoking jacket on. And my, uh, uh, what is it? Zero Foxtrot growling mug with my my black coffee in it. I'm about to make me a cup of black rifle coffee, man. Movie Brothers, if you're listening to this, please sponsor us. Send swag. Zero Foxtrot. Zulu Foxtrot, man. If you sponsor us, I will blow one of you guys. Or girls. No, (laughs) not girls. Not anymore. Duke's off the market, woman. I mean, are we talking like a trans girl? Because then that, that might be okay. You think so? You think it'd be okay? No, I don't think that'd be okay. <laughs> I was fucking around. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um... No, I don't know what to say. I don't to say. Um. Dude, I've been following this this Boston kid. Uh, his his Instagram handle is is Wurzelroot or something. Yeah. The dude, he, he kind of looks like a, a goofy fuck, but he just drops fucking knowledge bombs on Instagram, just blasting people and blowing people's stupid logic out of the water. It's very entertaining. I'll have to uh, I'll have to send you his thing. And you'll you'll have to follow him because you you would just laugh. Absolutely. At, at the way he just destroys people. Um, 
what else what else are we going to talk about we're going to talk about some other stuff aren't we we were going to talk about some conspiracy theories get into that a little bit yeah not my not my whole cup of tea i don't really follow that but i do um, so I, in some I wouldn't say sense and form i wouldn't say i follow conspiracy theories right and especially today right when a lot of the things turning out oh that's a conspiracy conspiracy theory uh wuhan was the wuhan lab was behind this and now oh we're investigating the wuhan lab again why why is that oh because as people said from the beginning it probably came from the lab um but i don't call that a conspiracy i call it a cover-up that the people covering it up started calling a conspiracy Um, but I, there's, there's definitely other ones, right? Like, uh, I had been, I had been watching, um, this is going to cover so many rabbit holes right here. So I've been watching this TV show on the history channel, um, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. And you could probably spend a whole episode talking about just that, but basically, this ranch in northeastern Utah, yep, is centered around um, what are they? I think the Ute, the Ute Indian reservations, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's right under this ridge in the Uinta Basin. Yep. Now the ridge and the area is supposedly cursed because. Back in the 1800s, um, the Utes and the Navajo were, were you know, at conflict with each other, right? The Utes yep. were using the Navajo as, as slaves, and the Utes uh, partnered up with the, the American, you know, the U.S. Cavalry or whoever, the soldiers that were there to help fight the, the Navajo. Yep. So the the Navajo cursed the area, um, and and called it the the path of the Skinwalker, the ridge of the Skinwalker. Um, and a Skinwalker is is you know supposedly a mythical creature, but I, I'm I'm a, I'm a skeptic about. I, I I wouldn't say I'm a skeptic. I'm not willing to rule it out just because I haven't seen it or there isn't hard proof of it. Right. But I, I, am I'm skeptical, but willing to believe if, if the truth presents itself. Right. I'm not going to hard rule it out. Be like, that's foolish. Right. Um, Right. You know, it could be explained some other way. There could be some, some explanation, but who knows? But anyway, this area, it, right. comes down, it comes down to facts. Like you got to have facts, and you got to have you got to see it. <clears throat> so, so for for years, there were strange experiences on this on this thing from like the early nineteen hundred. Well, going back even into the eighteen hundreds, right? There were weird stuff happening here, but it's less documented from back then. So, early nineteen right. hundreds, the farmers who lived there settled this ranch. Cattle mutilations, weird sightings, lights in the sky, portals opening mm. in homesteads, uh, you know, mysterious large creatures that look like um, 
like large dogs, even bigger than that though, almost like a dire wolf size. Hmm. And then, um, it eventually was bought by this guy and they, they were studying the phenomenons there, the UFO phenomenons, uh, these portals, some other stuff, uh, strange radiation, uh, effects, weird health problems, developing people seeming to go into a zombified state, like blacking out, but still standing upright and like, just kind of staring off into space. Yep. Um, and actually this is, the Pentagon had a had a like black books program going on there studying this phenomenon as well for 20 years. Wow. Which which kind of to me. Right. The documents saying even before they were involved, that weird shit was going on here. Right. And they're involved on a black book project there for 20 years. That to me is like, okay, if they were there, there may be some truth to this. Right. Um. But then most recently, this other guy bought it, this guy, Brandon Fugel, and he wants to uncover the secrets and he wants to share it with the world. Right. And so they made they made a a TV show, Secret Skinwalker Ranch. And obviously, like almost all TV today. Right. There's parts where they embellish it like, oh, this is. uh." But they show strange shit fucking happening. Right. Mm they show weird objects appearing in the sky and then just vanishing. (laughs) And now it's not like super close and you can see it's a UFO, but it's like something in the sky that's like kind of bright, like a bright disc. Right. Right. And it either shoots across the sky really fast. Yep. Or it like stays there for a couple seconds and then just kind of fades out and disappears where it is. Right. And they're, they're like, okay, that's not an airplane. It's not a fucking bird. What the fuck was that? Um, Maybe it was the government testing some new technology. I don't that's know, why right? they were actually there. Because it was a testing site. There's, there's, no, there's no government testing site around there, though. That you know of. That you know of. So, that, so but who knows? But then how do you explain the people who who had seen this before the government even got involved in the early 1900s. Maybe the government was already there. And then before the invention of the airplane, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I like, I like where you're going. You're being skeptical. I like it. I, I'm, um, a, I'm a very like, okay, I got to fucking see it. I don't care how solid the facts are, but unless, unless I see it and unless it's like, okay, like so, like supernatural shit, right? Yeah. Like my mother and my my wife both swear that they've seen seen ghosts and seen spirits, and can't fathom that I don't don't believe it. And it's like, okay, when I see it, when I when I actually can can say, okay, yes, hundred percent, I've seen it, then I'll believe it. But it's like, okay, well, beam me up, Scotty, and then I'll believe that there's aliens. But until then, there's always another reason. And I mean, uh, I'm I'm the same way. I think I'm just a little, a little more open to explanations outside the realm of pot. When nothing else can explain it, I'm open to fucking strange explanations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, and like they, they did other shit too. They were out at night watching one of these homesteads, which is like a hotbed for activity. Yep. And 
they had a thermal camera up and in a matter of seconds, the temperature dropped 20 degrees. And you can see it on the thermal camera, just drops in a matter of seconds. And so they walk in to the homestead. They were standing far away so they could like have a big view of it. So yeah. they walk in with like Geiger counters because they've had weird spots of like radiation just out of nowhere appearing here. And it's not like there's anything for it to appear near. Right. So they just walking around looking for this thing. And then the coldness focused inside one of the buildings. Yep. And it was like minus 40 degrees from what it had been before, not minus 40 total, but it, it, it had gotten even colder inside. And then the temperature kind of returned to normal outside. And they uh-huh. were like, what, what the fuck is doing this? Like, that's not something that just happens. But then you couldn't find an explanation, obviously. And they weren't like, oh, it's aliens or it's a phenomenon, you know, something strange. But they're like, we don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> We're this trying was, to all, this was all like recorded. Like they showed you the, the Geiger counter and the, the temperature and everything. Yeah. So, so what if what if it's all just a big scam to like get viewers and put a story out there? Like they rigged the Geiger counter and rigged the thermoscope to drop and then made it all a show, like all a hoax. I'm, I highly, highly doubt it. They showed the one of the guys, he had radiation burns, and they showed it, the pictures of his radiation burns after he had gotten them. Once uh-huh. he developed a goose egg on the back of his neck, Makeup. and it ended up, like, walking its way up to the top of his skull. Like, Makeup. it was underneath his skin, like, between his skull and his skin. I don't know, man. That's like makeup. Makeup and special effects. They showed the picture, pictures of the hospital and the x-rays. <laughs> okay, can't dispute that. You can, you can look the guy up, and it's from, like, the previous owner, because he was working with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's And there's been previous books, movies yep. about the area. I mean, yeah. Could the, could the dude be doing it? Uh, could be. But, again, the fact that for 20 years... The government was there doing some weird shit, trying to study the phenomenon. And they won't, they won't release any of their records, but they contacted these guys um, saying they were interested in anything they find. So I have a feeling there's definitely something there. And if they find it, they're not going to actually show it. It's going to be one of those. The government comes in. Yep. You're all shut down. We're taking over. Right. Right. We'll let you waste your money on this until you find something. Then we'll take over. That's why we got to storm Area 51, man. Yeah. Not really. I don't think I don't think anything is actually there. And I shouldn't say actually there. I shouldn't say there's anything living or going on that's crazy there. I think anything that's there is like dead or being studied or just being kept there securely. Right. Um. I don't know. I don't know. But that's a crazy world. That, that's uh, that leads me into into another conspiracy that's kind of similar. Right. So I had, I had looked at this other um, documentary, this guy missing 411. And he, he had started off by writing some books, but then he made a couple movies about it. And it's about people who vanish every year in national parks. Yep. Not just every year, but just over the years, a lot of people have gone 
missing in these national parks. And right. it's not it's not for everyone, right? Obviously there are people um who disappear because they got lost or they wandered slightly off the trail and they're stupid and they couldn't backtrack and then they just fucking dis- disappeared. Um, quite a few end up actually being found later or they make their way back to civilization. But that's not the strange part. Mm-hmm. He rules out a bunch of those cases, right? He'll rule out anything where there's, um, you know, evidence that there was an animal attack or evidence of this evidence of that but then there's these ones where there's there's really no explanation at all um what happened to them and in right. some cases they're not found in some cases they're found years later and in other cases it's like we just don't know there was like no trace right um one of the ones that struck me some of these people are are old but the cases i'm about to talk about are about hunters and outdoorsmen who have been in the same areas for years right they know the woods they know the trails like they've been there before not the typical people who are just going to go wander off and disappear right so one of these guys was out out hunting with um i think it was seven family members right six six or seven there were three of them with him so the four of them were set up at the bottom of a hill and each of them were 50 yards apart, right? Yeah. So the furthest guy was 150 yards from um, the the first guy. Yep. And the other ones were went around the hill and were going to come up and over the hill to, like, drive any deer down towards, towards these hunters. Yep. Well, there was no deer. They did their little drive, and then um, they go back, and the last guy in line who was supposed to be sitting at his tree he's not there okay now he was an older dude but he he was of sound mind right right so it's not like he got dementia and wandered off but even then he was older and had a bit of a limp it's not like the dude could have really gotten far right right um and they never found found a trace of him right and not just him no gun, no gear. Like, this is an old dude. He's going to just go disappear in the woods and take all his gear with him? Right. So this dude just up and disappeared. Just up and disappeared. No tracks, no nothing. They spent days looking looking over the area for him. And it wasn't like he was in uh, a huge national forest. It was near uh, Lake George in New York. Mm-hmm. It was near one of the smaller smaller lakes there, uh, like Lily Pond or something. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But the stranger thing was that the FBI got involved in the case. Right. And they don't normally do that unless foul play is suspected. Yeah. And he he was out with his friends and family. People loved him. He was a small town. Everyone knew the guy, right? It's not like anyone had a vent. Right, you're an 85 year old man. Who's gonna have a vendetta against an 85 year old man <laughs> if you haven't done anything for the past whatever 20, 30 years? I mean, maybe um, he had some old skeletons in his closet. Maybe like a Russian spy or something. Yeah, right. I, it's I like a real world Winter Soldier. Um, you know, I I mean that's a possible explanation, right? Someone could have come in and grabbed them, but even then, you'd think there'd be a scuffle or evidence that someone. Someone came in and got him. 
and they would have had to carry him out because you're 50 yards from your buddy and your buddy didn't hear a vehicle. Right. I don't know, man. There's so much unexplained in this world. They got to like accept it. Accept the unexplained. I want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. And that's actually what I believe, that there's people keeping secrets because they believe, like, the majority of people just can't handle the truth. But it's true. Like, what's the, there's a one line from, I think it was Men in Black, it's my favorite line, is a person is rational, and, but the people are are panicky and dumb. So the person, one person can be rationalized, you can tell them something, you can rationalize them through it, and keep them calm. But you tell the populace, you tell the majority something crazy and there's no way to control them. The people are crazy, panicky and dumb, but the person is, can be rational and sound minded. It's so true. Cause and that, that's why, that's why there's secrets. That's why there's, there's questions that don't need to be answered. Of course there's unanswered things in the world. They don't fucking need to be answered. You don't need answers to them. Oh, I need <laughs> that's, my, that's my viewpoint. Oh, shoot, that's going to be edited out. <laughs> Oh man, forty-one nineteen. I'll remember that. Um, yeah, no, I need answers now. Uh, yeah, you're like you're like my wife. Just got to know everything. You got to know everything. Not don't, everything, but don't need to know everything. It's like how does how does the answer make your life better? I don't need to know everything, but when people are going missing, and there could be an explanation that's not being told, I'm like, dude, where are these people going? Like, I would like an explanation for that. Like, you know, Right, right. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Should yeah. I be worried if I go to a national park that people are just going to fucking disappear? Well, so how many, think of it critically, how many people have disappeared in that park? Is it just that one guy? So it's not just in that one area, but it's like, there's, there's congregations of it. Um, there's a lot in like Southeast. Uh, northeast utah there's a lot in california california is the highest missing persons rate in the world yeah or not in the world in the country um and then alaska too up in well that's just because people go out there and fucking get lost like they're zero in the court no people go missing like around anchorage like around the city itself not even like going into the woods I mean, obviously, people disappear in the woods. There's like a thing called the the Alaskan Triangle, it's right. from Nome right. to Anchorage to Juneau, and in that little triangle, people people disappear all the time. And that some of it's like hiking, backpacking, or camping, hunting. Yeah. But others are like they're flying over, mm-hmm. clear day, no yeah. signs of trouble, and then poof, disappear. Legit. Legit land Bermuda Triangle. And it's understandable how if you're flying over, that's hundreds of thousands of square miles. You can't, you know, if someone crashes, especially in inclement weather, if there's snow on the ground, they could fall into a crevice. The snow could bury it. Like, there's no way you could ever really find that. You'd have, it should be shit luck if you ever found, especially one of the smaller planes that do some of the flying in. Right, right. So, so I take that into account, right? Like, obviously, in that area, that's that's a bit different. But it does seem strange that the volume, the numbers, are 
more increased in that area as opposed to other areas. Yes. Um, and I mean, you could you could explain that, I guess. I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. I I still think that like if if you need to know, you'll 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 know. If you don't need to know, then you don't need to know. All right. Now, if we apply that to military logic, does that still hold true to you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> you know this. Why are we doing this, sir? You don't need to know. No, I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because military logic, 90% of the times you're doing something, it's fucking retarded. So tell me why I'm doing something that's illogical and retarded that can be done, like, in a way that's uh, way more productive and way more time efficient. And that follows the mission better. So that's why I need to know. Explain the why to me. It's a a need to know based on a why scenario. Not a need to know based on a curiosity standpoint. Understandable. Understandable. What about, what about you? You got any, um, you got any conspiracy type theories that you find interesting, not necessarily believe or don't believe, but things that you, uh, I, I don't really follow them closely enough. Um, I always found like the Illuminati and and like I don't go actively seeking and searching and watching things on it. But if I see something or read something, I'm like, mm, okay, I'll finish this article or I'll finish this, this episode. Yep. But like the Founding Fathers, the Illuminati, the uh, what is it? The uh, the Freemasons. All of that fascinates me. Not in a not in a bad way. Like uh, like something weird happened, but. Just like there's definitely some some sketch to the bait that the history of our country, right? I don't believe it was all sunshine and rainbows. I don't believe it was all clean politics and clean, like uh, I don't know, development. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. But we are where we are, and there must have been some reason to it. Because we didn't, the country didn't turn out that bad. So it is what it is. Right. I I always found, um, I remember it was around the time like National Treasure came out and yep. a lot of the Freemason shows on like the History Channel and stuff. The, uh, the way and the shape that some of the cities on the East Coast are laid out, right? Like Washington, the way it is and how eat the buildings within whatever the, the, the road formation form whatever the freemason type structures and how the freemasons built some of these buildings i find that stuff kind of interesting not that that's like a conspiracy but just the way they built and engineered and designed it was kind of interesting right right food for thought yeah yeah we really need to create like a a page where people can give us send us information send us their two cents listeners should should we do a, a lit instagram we should do a lit Instagram. We'll do a lit Instagram. I don't know what we'd post. Well, like keep it. We can post the episodes, or I don't. I don't know. We'll game it out. But just a place where people can send messages. Be like, hey, this is my thought. You guys should talk about this. Yeah. Remember that 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 conspiracy episode. This is what I I think of. You know. Um. So that that brings me to another. Well, I won't talk about it just yet. I'll talk about it next episode, maybe. Um, 
but yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to do, no, I'll, I'll do it right now. I'd like to do another, another podcast, um, kind of on my own, um, but bring in, um, it, it'd be geared towards, I was thinking about this yesterday, geared towards, uh, suicide, suicide prevention and like mental health resources. Right. Yep. Um, but I would do a podcast about it. And each episode, you'd bring on a different organization, group, or asset and have them tell about what they do. Okay, what do you do? How have you helped people? You know, what is your process? You know, w- what's been your overall experience? What have been the hurdles? What have been the obstacles? And how can we help? And then list out their whatever, the name of their group, the name, uh, their number, contact info, how can, you know, these are the resources they offer. Let's pass it out there. And then just the title of each episode would be whatever their organization and the description would say how they help. Here's their contact info. If people want to listen to it, they can listen to it. If not, they can at least look at the contact info and decide for themselves. But I think that'd be a great way to compile a bunch of the resources. So people out there can actually get help because there's, and it'd be geared a little more towards veteran suicide um, yep. in the past since COVID started only less than 50 service members have died from COVID, but over 500 have committed suicide in yep. the same time period. So yeah, I know, you know, COVID was a real thing. I'm not going to say it's not, but there, there are much serious serious issues out there affecting some people and right in the military it's suicide right 100 percent. that's a great idea um so yeah I'll, I'll work on that and uh when when it happens i'll drop that i'll drop that somewhere else but all right well i gotta take off duke i got errands to run all right Good talking with you, Reason. I'll go. I'll go do a snip, snip for my little snafu there, and uh, we'll post this. We'll post this, some right. bitch. All right. Stay nasty, listeners. And once we get that Instagram thing, send us messages. Send Duke uh, dick pics. Yeah, yeah. You can also, you know, follow me. Just operator things. Um, look me up. That's that's where you're gonna contact me right now. Otherwise. Don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peace out, buddy. Then Duke and Raisin signing off.